Peace and blessings. Sunday, June 19th. Yes, it is Juneteenth, but it's also Father's Day. And for this episode, I want to, you know, just tap into fatherhood, man. There's so much, so much that goes around the, the word fatherhood and the act of being a father. And the roles have changed from what they used to be. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about fatherhood this morning. You know, about what it means to be a father, about my father, about me as a father, just different things. So I guess we start with, what does fatherhood mean to me? And when I think of like fatherhood, I don't really think of like my own dad immediately. I think of like, like when the word father or fatherhood comes up, I think of Kobe, man. <laughs> I know I'm always bringing up the Mamba, but uh, uh, it's real though. Because like, not only was he a superhero to me and to a lot of people in the world, he also showed that he was a super dad. And that really meant a lot to me because growing up, you know, Kobe was my motivation. He was my motivation to be a better me, a better basketball player, and, and you know, just to strive for your dreams and your goals. And when I seen him start, you know, expressing his girl dad side more, you know, as his daughters grew up, it really, like, it shows something to me, like, damn, I need to be a better father as well. I'm trying to be a better man and a better basketball player, but... One of the most important things I could ever do, no matter how many goals I reach or the accomplishments I make, being a father is one of the biggest things I can ever do. So I was just seeing Kobe, you know, be that girl dad, you know, not not using his career or his obsession with being better as an excuse, but he put that same passion he had for, you know, basketball and life, he put that into his girls, into his daughters. So that was a that was a real big thing for me, just seeing that and it's like, okay, I gotta step up my game as a father. So when I hear the word fatherhood, that's what I think of first. Like I think <laughs> it's crazy. I think of Kobe. I wanna say I I, I think of Dr. Huxtable. Not not Bill Cosby, but the character he played. Like that's one of the fathers that come to mind. Like I once had the mother of one of my daughters, she was like, her stepfather didn't grow up with a father. So, you know, he imitated what he seen on TV, you know, the good role models he saw. And back in those days, Dr. Huxtable, not Bill Gosby, we know the Spanish fly was out here, but Dr. Huxtable was an example of that. Uh, who else come to mind when I think of a good father? I think of, I think of Will Smith. I think uh, <laughs> even though he wasn't a dad, but he was just like a, a good role model, I guess, hanging with Mr. Cooper, Mark Curry. But it's just different people I've looked to. Like, I've never really had that person in my life, like physical person in my life that I can look to and be like, that's a good example of what a father is. Now, as I grew older, you know, I started seeing, I started seeing dope fathers and shit. You know, fathers really involved in their child upbringing in life and maturation process and then you know dealing with certain females you get to see their fathers and their relationship with their father so ultimately the one of the biggest lessons i learned about you know fatherhood is that it's not about getting getting it right and making the right decision all the time sometimes it's more about 
honestly, just being there, just being present, you know, just being around, being able to laugh and smile, to help out when they need help, to let go of their hand when they need freedom. Just being a dad is good morning text and making dinner and picking the kids up from school because, like, we live in a different world now. It used to be dad go to work. He hand over the check to mom. He see the kids on the weekend. Might take them out to get some ice cream, family vacations in the summer. But now the role of a father is, like, so much more. Or I don't even want to say so much more, but we, we're taking more of the role of a parent and not just a father or a provider. We're actually becoming parents and having to facilitate the roles that we used to just leave for mom. Like, I know me personally, like, I bitched and complained about it, but I missed taking my kids to school, piling up all these kids in one truck or car, whatever I'm driving at the time, and just dropping them off to school and feeling that satisfaction of I'm there for my babies, picking them up from school, taking them to get water ice, even though I was going to get a shot of liquor, I was getting them water ice. That's my point. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, being a dad ain't always about being right. You ain't going to get it all right. <laughs> Shit, listen. Being a father, a real father, you probably going to fuck up 90% of the time. But that 10% that you actually do the right things, that's that's like 100% to your children, man. So it's like, that's one of the biggest lessons I take. Yeah, I may not have all the money in the world yet. I may not have even all the time in the world. But the time that I do have, spend it loving my children. Spend it, you know... Watching them grow and laughing and smiling and bonding with them, and then that's what I—that's what I really take fatherhood as—is time spent, the memories that's made. Yeah, that's what fatherhood means to me. Goddamn phone lock, put on. Got some notes in here. Like I'm freestyling, but I got some notes. But yeah, like time spent, memories made, and ultimately, like just like. I guess like a father's ultimate role is to mom gives that unconditional love from the soul. Like she she carried you, you know, mom's got that. You were inside of me. You belong to me type of spirit. But dad's is like you can fuck up a million times. And if you got a good dad in your life, you're going to be there a million and one times. So it's like dad's got this this love about him that's unfollowable like you know mom you can piss mom off you can piss dad off too but you piss mom off you got tiptoe around the house you piss dad off you go give dad a hug <laughs> tell him you sorry everything's forgiven you back to being his little angel <laughs> and like i just really think about that that a child experiencing love and time spent and memories made from being with a father, that can transform my life, man. That can, I'm not saying that that's going to make sure that you're on a good path, but those are the building blocks for it, at least, I think. That's me personally. I think, like, if you really spend time with your children and you love your children unconditionally, they'll grow to be people that, especially if you put good things in them, they'll grow to be people that have morals and manners and respect and care about other people. Anymore.
So I guess I'll tell you about my father, huh? So I'm a junior named after my dad. Man, what can I say about him? He was in the Air Force, ladies' man. And I can't even say that he's not a good dad. I just can't say he was a good dad to his sons, his boys, and his stepson. Because I know Ricky hate his ass. <laughs> my stepbrother Ricky, he hate my dad. I can't, like, it's crazy when you and your step siblings, y'all bond over the hatred for your father. <laughs> yeah. Ricky don't like him. My stepsister Brittany, she ain't like him for the longest. So the only people that, you know, are really close to my father is my sister you know, that he actually is the father of Leslie and my stepsister, Tamara. Like, they love this man unconditionally. Like, he can't do no wrong in, in their eyes. But it was different for me, my brother and my stepbrother and shit, my stepsister, one of my stepsisters too. Like, I guess it's so hard to explain, like, just the disdain that we had for this man and not because, like, oh, he was absent or he just was like, I can't even say he was just so tough on us because when you're a child and somebody being tough on you, you usually grow up and be like, all right, now I understand why they did the things they did. But to be honest, I really, I still don't understand it, why my father did the things he did or made the decisions he made. And yeah, I've tried to talk to him about it, but it never goes well. It's like one person sober, one person is drunk. For years, he spent, for years, my dad was alcoholic. And... I guess that just made him numb to everything that, you know, he was doing or the decisions he made. And then once I became a grown man, shit, I started drinking and he stopped. So it was like, it's hard to have a conversation with somebody when you start indulging in the same vices they did and now they sober because they looking at it like, well, what you're saying don't make sense. I'm like, nigga, that's what my whole life is. My whole life don't make sense because of that shit. <laughs> but, I mean... I really, so I had this thought one day, like, maybe my dad has trouble being a dad because maybe he don't know his father. Like, I never knew my my dad's dad, my grandfather. Never known him, don't know his name, don't know nothing about him. My dad never spoke on him. My grandma, she didn't really speak on him. So, in my mind, that, that played a part in the type of parent he was because... What's your example? Like, and I know he had an example because I got one of his sisters, my aunt Shella. Her father, Grandpa Donald, he was there. Even when him and my grandma broke up, he was still around, you know, always there for us. But, I mean, I guess not having your own father, it does something to a young man. And I, I try to take that into account that, damn, my dad didn't, maybe he didn't even know his dad. And maybe that played a part in the type of father he, he went on to be. Quick pause for a second. I'm back. I'm recording outside, so I'll be having to take little breaks and stuff. But like I got was saying, with my dad not knowing his dad, I really think that played a part in, in you know, him becoming a father and the way he parented and just not being there. Like I said, he was in the Air Force, so I would go see him every once in a while, you know, go down to South Carolina, Florida. South Dakota. I should have took my ass to Japan, but that's a different story. But yeah, that that not being there as a young man develops and not having his father around, 
it really it does something to you, man. Because I know that firsthand. So I know it had to have messed with him. But I guess it led up to where we at now. Like me and my dad don't speak. Every once in a while, I get drunk, hit him up. But our relationship is pretty like non-existent. Like I was thinking this morning before I started recording, like should I send him a good morning text? <laughs> I mean, not a good morning text, happy Father's Day text. But it's like, what for what, man? I'm at the point where it's like, I understand. And not that I sympathize, but I do understand because I'm having my own rough time being a father. But it's like, I ain't got no time to be concerned with the past of me and my father's relationship because now I got to focus on me and my children's relationship. So me and my dad, we pretty much at the point where it's like, we really don't speak. I barely mess with his side of the family. And I think that's all because of the roles that our fathers played in our lives. I think that him not having his father played a role in the man he became and me not growing up with my father, growing up by myself and shit. It, it, it kind of, I know for a fact, it played a role in how I parented. Because there was a time where I looked at it like, well, I ain't got to be there for my children. My dad wasn't there for me and I'm, I'm doing okay. And then I, you know, I had to come to the realization that's not the right mentality. But that's definitely how I was thinking at one point. But, I mean, I'm a father now, so I look at shit different. I mean, like, when I first became a father, I thought I, I thought it was going to be like the fairy tale story. Like, you know, get somebody pregnant, <laughs> propose, have a baby and all that shit, get married have a bunch of kids and just, you know, be there for them, be there at the basketball games and the football games and the spelling bee and be there when they break an arm or a leg or get their heart broken and just be there for everything. But my story didn't start that way. <laughs> like, I had my, my, what I thought was my first child, me and my girlfriend at the time. And it was a rocky road being so young. I was 18. And like, trying to trying to get through college or just be in college. I didn't even say get through. Like, I kept... College was a roller coaster. So having a child at that time as well, I wasn't really focused on, hey, graduate and get a job. I was like, play basketball for one of these college teams so you can make it to the NBA and you can take care of your children the way you want to. But that... that not, uh, ah, fucking up my words. That took away from me spending time with my child and actually being there because I made decisions that was like, I gotta go do what's best for me so I can do what's best for them. Not realizing sometimes you gotta sacrifice. Yeah, you wanna do such and such, but you gotta sacrifice so that for the greater for the greater the family. So, you know, bounced around, ended up having another child after that with another young lady that I wasn't with. And that situation was horrible because it was just like, you know, when you're young and you run in the streets. You get a girl pregnant, it's like, I don't know if this is my baby. <laughs> and the fact that I said that to her, it put us in a in a weird space, man. It put us in a, a not talking space. And I wasn't there for what I thought was my second daughter's early years. Like, I want to say, like, you know, birth through, like, age four or five. Around five is when I came around and started getting close. But, yeah, it just didn't start how... I expected it to start. Like my my whole fatherhood experience was a it's been a rough 
rocky road until I would say I got married or right before I got married because I, I met my who's now my ex-wife I met her and we ended up getting together we ended up having a child things were cool started off cool we ended up getting married we had another child things got a little rocky we had another child things got fucking hay shake crazy <laughs> We got back together and had another child. And it was like, yeah, I mean, my wrongs in the relationship, but when it comes to being a father, that's some of the most happy times in my life because I had all my kids there with me. Even the kids that were from other relationships, they would come, stay the weekend, come for holidays, and it was just like a big family. You know, always got a kid jumping and hugging on me. There's always a baby somewhere sleeping in my arms. Like, it really made me happy as a dad. And then, like, shit just started happening in my life recently. I can't even say shit started happening. I made poor decisions, a lot of poor decisions, and it, it put a strain on me and my children's relationship, you know? Like, I, I, made, I made one decision. I was working at one point, and I made a decision to quit that job and bet on myself. And at first, it was, it was going well. It was going well until the well ran dry and the money dried up and I had to, you know, make some decisions. And I made decisions based off of emotion, being upset with my ex-wife. I, I was upset that she was able to ask things of me but when I needed, you know, help or needed a break. She wasn't understanding, but I don't feel no type of way about that anymore. I realized it's all about the children. But with me making my decisions that I made, it was like, all right, bam, I'm not dropping the kids off no more. But they can still come over and spend a night here and there when I'm not out grinding trying to get money. But then, you know, me having relationships with women, they, the kids around, they see me arguing with my girlfriend, and, you know, just not being the best version of me, not being the best father that I can be. And it really put a strain on us. My oldest daughter, which I didn't even know I had until like a couple years ago, she was staying with me at one point, but I guess she seen that I was unstable, honestly. I was unstable as a father. And she went back to live with her mom. I had my son with me, and situations started happening. Like, the car had broke down. So I, me and my son had to walk. I had to walk him to school and then trying to work and be a single father. You know, getting off of work at 7.30 in the morning. And he had to be to school at 7.30 in the morning. It wasn't working. He started missing days. And I just, I felt like I was cheating him out of the experience. So I sent him back with his mama. Not because I wanted to. I wish he was still with me. But I felt like it was the best decision for him because I wasn't in a good place. And I'm still not in a great place, but I'm getting back there. But yeah, the decisions I made to put a strain on me and my children's relationships. But it's like, I sit and I think like, I can't let that be the end story because sometimes I just be like wanting to, you know, disappear and be like, listen, the kids would be better off without me. But that's a lie. No child is better off without, without their father unless their father is like abusive. And I've had my I, I've had my times where, I, you know, I spanked my children when instead I should have met whatever they done with love and compassion. I met it with emotional anger. So. 
I know that I got to get right with my kids. Like, in this world, you can burn a million bridges, but that bridge with your children is, is really the only bridge that matter. It's a bridge that connected generations. And it's like, I ain't, you know, I ain't the worst father, but I ain't been the best, so I got to get right so that my children get what they deserve. A loving, caring, present, compassionate, understanding father, and not some drunk or asshole who think life all about him. So that's what I'm working on now, just getting myself right so that I can really, you know, be there for them, be a better father. And I guess that's all you can do, you know? As I sit outside on Father's Day this morning, one of my daughters texts me, happy Father's Day. And I sent her a message back like, you know, thank you. But thank you for being born. And thank you for being my daughter. And thank you for being a wonderful person. And sometimes I feel like with the person that I, I am or I was, I don't deserve such wonderful kids. And it chokes me up when I think about my children and the father I want to be and the father I have been. Because it's like, I love them so much. But I've hurt and I've cheated them. And I, I just, it's hard to live with that sometimes, but you have to, and you have to not only live with it, you gotta digest it. You gotta digest it, understand it, and do better. So that's where I'm at, at in my life, you know. Even before Father's Day, I, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking and soul searching, and it's like, the two things that I really need most in my life is to remain humble, because the ego, it will crush you. If you let the ego get out of hand, it'll crush you. And the second thing is to be by my babies, be close to my babies, raise my children. May not be in the same house, but that don't mean I can't be there. I'm going to be there for every moment. Like sometimes I see my, my ex-wife, you know, post stories and stuff like that of the kids and they out and about. And I'm like, damn, that's supposed to be us as a family. But, you know, things happen. So I got to create that for them now. Like, they mama, they, she doing it for them, but they need that father relationship, too. And I'm finally at a point in my life where I'm not chasing a dream or chasing women or sex or drugs or whatever. I'm at a point where I just want to be, I, really, I want to be a present father and have a great relationship with my children and just be a humble man. Not letting anything, you know, attack my spirit and letting ego make me feel like I'm more important than what I am because I'm most important to my children. They remind me of that all the time. Sometimes they be like, you're the best daddy. And I'll be just like, no, nah, I know I'm not. But you hearing, hearing my daughter say that, it make me have to be. It's, like a, it's not a pressure of, oh, I got to, you know, I got to make sure I do this. It's a, they see me as greatness. So why not just be great? You know what I mean? I hope you know what I mean. <laughs> but happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. If you're a dad and you in your children's life, you know, you're making them smile, you're making them breakfast, you're helping them grow, be decent human beings. I applaud you, sir. It's not easy, man. This shit don't come with no instructions. I always tell people, like, at least, you know, females get the playhouse since birth. Once a man have a child, that's when we really get thrown in the fire. <laughs> but if you're not in your children's life, 
getting your children's life. And I'm, I'm saying it as a man that's trying to do better as, as well, you know? Our babies need us, man. They didn't ask to be here. And if us sacrificing the dumb shit in our lives to be better men and better fathers will help them out, that's our only purpose, man. That's what fatherhood means. Sacrifices. I appreciate you listening. This has been Lens Bias. If you got a dad, call him. Happy Father's Day. If you don't got a dad, my condolences. If you are a dad, hold it down. Hold it tight, hold it strong. Hold it within. Hold them with love. And if you ain't being the best dad, you got time to do better. But you got to do something with that time. Peace.